This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Boy, I'll tell you, Wisconsin could look a whole lot different by this time tomorrow morning. It's five minutes after five o'clock on a finally Friday morning. Today is the 26th day of April. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, let's remember, it is April in Wisconsin, so the fact that we've got snow in the forecast really should not shock us, but I'm sure it will still surprise us when we wake up tomorrow morning. Forecast is calling for a 60% chance of a rain-snow mix coming our way overnight into Saturday morning. Tomorrow's daytime highs around 42 degrees. The good news for today, we'll have sunshine will hit 62 as our expected high. Like I said, over the weekend, we'll be in the 40s, but by Monday, we'll be back to 51. Tuesday, 56. Wednesday of next week, 60 degrees. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist brings us all those uh, brutal details on weather in about 15 minutes. Also up before 6 o'clock, I think it surprises a lot of people to realize that rural America is suffering through an opioid addiction problem. A survey done by the National Farmers Union and the American Farm Bureau Federation found that as many as 74% of farm families have been impacted by the opioid crisis. Tomorrow is National Take Back Day, an opportunity for you to get rid of all those unused, unwanted, outdated prescription drugs in your medicine cabinet. We're talking about that with Doug O'Brien, Region 5 Director of Health and Human Services. He's our guest before 6 o'clock. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, water hemp, ragweed, and mare's tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen, it's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. That's DonateLifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future. We're on mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local rural mutual insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Ah, yes, it is that time of the year. If you watch our website, MidwestFarmReport.com, FabulousFarmBabe.net, you'll notice a lot of our farm organizations, our associations on campus and off, 
presenting a lot of different awards at this time of the year. Fabulous Farm Bay PM Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Coming up uh, just next week, we are going to start recognizing some of our uh, meat processors from around the state. And Bob, my good old alumni UW River Falls, also making some of those special agricultural uh, presentations this spring so far. They always do at the University of Wisconsin River Falls College of Food and Environmental Sciences. We've got the Distinguished Agriculturalist Award, and I can say I'm humbled to be a, being presented that a few years ago. But this year, a very worthy candidate and a very worthy recipient, Dallas Wheatrick, and the Wheatrick family, of course, producing butter at Grassland Dairy in Greenwood. For four generations, Dallas, one of the really good guys in Wisconsin, and our Scott Schultz had a chance to catch up with Dallas following the presentation of that award to get Dallas's reaction to receiving that distinguished agricultural award from UW River Falls. We've been actual dairy farmers uh, for probably 10 generations back in Europe uh, where they milked the cows and the Alps and uh, brought the Swiss cheese wheels down right. in the fall. And then my grandfather and my father were absolutely uh, people that raised uh, registered cattle. to. Uh, and I think they're the, the real onus of the thing was so that they could get the actual uh, genetic makeup of the cattle to produce more milk, to make more butter. So we actually raised the uh, dairy cattle and distributed those through the local counties in uh, central Wisconsin just to, so there was more milk production. You mentioned before the fifth generation of your family is working at the plant as we speak. Yes, I'm fortunate. I've got uh, my son's sons are working there. Uh, one is in the marketing and uh, one is actually over in the actual production and uh, distribution across the road in the plant. So very proud to have those boys uh, helping us. And we've got uh, a bunch of girls that are uh, active working summers in the office and helping us also. So even though we're a larger company today, we're still a absolutely a family family oriented company also right was there ever any doubt that you're going to wind up right back there in that plant and becoming the boss when you're 18 years old uh, i myself i really didn't have a lot of forethought in anything uh, <laughs> other than hopefully you're going to go to college and and probably end up in the military. Uh, it happened as just uh, I was actually a production worker as a as a young man in my early 20s and uh, the family was looking at at actually marketing the company and selling it and I went to my father who was retirement age at the time mm-hmm. and asked him if there was anything that he and I could do and at that point we my father and I uh, purchased the stock of the company from all other family members and the rest is history. So very fortunate that my dad uh, was able to work with me and help me to uh, promote and uh, and continue with the heritage of the Wheatrick family with the grassland dairy products. No, you mentioned that that heritage is a big thing with you guys, and rightfully so. When your granddad started that operation, it was nothing like it is right now. Things have moved forward, and you've been witness to many of those changes and led many of those changes yourself uh, go through some of the some of the changes you've known about the facility and the industry as a whole fortunately uh when my father and i took over the ownership of the company he was at retirement age so at that time he basically handed things even though he worked every day uh, he handed the uh, leadership over 
to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even as a young man, I was president of the company in my uh, he. He and he divested his ownership to my wife and and sons, and so at that point we were able to, along with him, make a lot of decisions. But we've gone from barrel churns to continuous uh, butter mach- making machines mm-hmm. to automated packaging to the distribution, and uh, been a lot of consolidation in the butter churning industry right. in the United States itself. And with that, Grassland continued to uh, be able to uh, through. Uh, great marketing and be able to have great uh, customer base. You have to have people you're going to sell this product to. We've been able to uh, uh, be able to continue to do that. Uh, one thing that did happen to make a lot more cream in the United States was the advent of pizza. And right. pizza uses mozzarella, and mozzarella is a, a low-fat cheese, so they right. do have to skim some of the cream out of the milk before they make the mozzarella pizza cheese. So that produced huge amounts of cream that could go to the churns, that could go into the butter packages and into the distribution. And uh, you can say what you want, but uh, the American public, the United States public, have been great uh, users of butter, even through all right. the different medical and health and diet issues. Uh, butter has always still emerged as a great staple on the actual table today. Stepping away as that natural leader that you are, handing the keys over to the place, so to speak, how did that feel for you? I, I've seen through, you know, you know, you don't, you don't only have to do what you see in the industry and in the, in the country, and uh, you never want to be a one-man show. Right. And I've seen that happen where people would never give up uh, leadership or decision-making. And that's never been a healthy situation. Mm -hmm. And so the day that I ended up being the only one at the office after my father passed, uh, I decided that minute that I had to have help. So basically I turned to my sons, and then all you do is you hire very, very— uh, qualified people to work with you. So in the later years, uh, I was there over 50 years. In later years, you get people that, uh, through just intelligence, education, and experience, basically they take over the reins uh, uh, many years ago. So basically everything was operating in great uh, great ability even the last 10, 20 years I was there. So was yeah. it hard to do? Absolutely. Was yeah. it in, Is it in good hands? Absolutely. Okay. A lot has been said about um, the international trade issues going on right now. Has that touched grassland at all, or has any of the have any of the trade issues really touched your end of the industry? Well, uh, if some of the dairy producers will remember this, so we don't want to be called someone that doesn't tell all the all truths. But uh, uh, we were one of the companies that were marketing some some protein uh, to Canada, right, and. Uh, that that was one of the issues, but uh, uh, now the things that we have to consider, of course, is that we're not going to be able to actually export our way out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we look for the Mexican orders, we look for right. the for the things that can happen in the European orders, and uh, the Chinese and the mm-hmm. Korean and things of that nature. And are those important? Absolutely. But those are not the things that are going to actually correct these situations. We still need to uh, make sure that we're getting our uh, milk fat is promoted in cheese and whole milk. 
uh, fluid mm-hmm. milk pre- uh, consumption is a, a concern. And, of course, we're very fortunate that people are eating butter more than what they used to. But uh, right. uh, we, we just still need to make sure that people understand that uh, dairy is a good, wholesome, healthful thing that we need to be consuming every day. And uh, with that, of course, it uh, keeps our, uh, the actual dairy industry whole and healthy. Now I'm looking at this book with the list of Wisconsin Distinguished Agriculturalists. That's pretty good company you're keeping there. Well, uh, I was really not aware. I uh, attended River Falls 100 years ago, and basically what they they, uh, actually... bring people in and uh, recognize people that have helped the industry in the, not only the state but in their communities. Right. So, again, uh, we feel uh, that uh, grassland has uh, been a, a nice attribute to the state of Wisconsin, uh, markets a lot of the milk uh, solids that are produced by a lot of the dairy farmers in the state, and, of course, it provides a lot of uh, jobs to uh, people in central Wisconsin also. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of technology is used in production today, so uh, people that actually attend college and uh, get degrees in just a, a wide range of anywhere from dairy chemistry to accounting to to uh, legal, legal areas uh, uh, is an area that uh, uh, people can consider grassland a place to market their uh, abilities too, mm-hmm. and uh, the actual workforce uh, is absolutely important to us because uh, they bring a lot of you're not, people aren't just laborers anymore. Those people are technicians, right. and uh, whether they're running the packaging lines or whether they're the uh, people that are actually in the maintenance and uh, quality and things of that nature. So everybody's jobs are totally important. So this Wisconsin Distinguished Agriculturist thing uh, basically fills a whole gamut of, uh, uh, like again, people that not only bring to the state, but actually to the central uh, localized areas also. And it's a, a wonderful uh, honor to be recognized with that. And there's uh, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people that, uh, uh, that have pre- preceded me in this that... Uh, I'm honored to be mentioned with, along with that, to have my name nailed on a wall someplace in uh, yeah. River Falls University. Right, and being around to look at it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's Dallas Wietrich of Greenwood, Wisconsin Distinguished Agriculturalist at the UW River Falls. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The largest video arcade of Wisconsin is right here in Madison. Geeks Mania Arcade and Family Entertainment Center. All the video games and pinball machines you love are waiting for you. Unleash your geek at Geeks Mania. Birthdays are great at Geeks Mania Arcade with group discounts and a free comic for the birthday boy or girl. New video games and pinball machines arrive almost every week. Geeks Mania Arcade. Odana Road across from Rustera, where geeks rule. Geeks Mania family discounts good for up to five children under the age of 16 when accompanied by an adult. Odana Road across from Rustero. Geeks Mania. Sure, you can do it yourself, but is it really worth it? Do-it-yourself plumbing is often no walk in the park, and you run the risk of leaks leading to water damage or the dangers of electrical problems or even gas leaks. It's also important your plumbing repairs meet current codes and standards. When you hire your friends from Benjamin Plumbing, you know it's fixed right, up to code, and guaranteed. The majority of Benjamin's residential plumbing repairs are more affordable than you think. Save your marriage. Save your sanity. 
Save your weekend. Before you roll up your sleeves and try it yourself, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. By land, sea, or air, Alaska is beautiful. And guess what? We'll see Alaska all three ways. I'm Pam Yankee. It is time. Make that call. Make that reservation. We've only got a few seats remaining for our Alaska Agriculture Adventure, August 20th through September 1st. Call 800-826-2266 for reservation details or online. Fabulousfarmbabe.net, right there on the homepage. Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. Sows, cows, plows, and heck, anything agriculture is on the menu here. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 521 now on a Monday start of uh, the final few days of April. And uh, given the weather we had over the weekend, many of you probably ready to say goodbye. Stumach, ag meteorologist along with us. Boy, but it really depended where you were in Wisconsin as far as that wintry mix we picked up, huh? Oh, absolutely. Most of that wintry stuff stayed in the south. I mean, I'm looking at some reports here from uh, Sunday morning. Dodgeville over four inches, Monticello down on the state border, four inches, a lot of three and a half. So it was really heavy in that south central, far southwest part of the state, a whole lot lighter. Most other places, well, now that's all behind us. And we have a little rain this morning to talk about. I see two hundredths of an inch at Lacrosse and Madison already this morning. Low pressure is trying to build in out of the uh, Kansas area and pull a warm front up toward Wisconsin. And that indicates and shows rain from eastern Nebraska. Northern Missouri, south and southeast Iowa into northern Illinois, pushing into southern Wisconsin. There's rain way off in northern Minnesota, too, but it's mostly that rain building up from the south. It'll mean some showers today. We'll see a couple of more chances this week. That may be unfortunate late Tuesday into Wednesday. More moisture to be around as well. I'll have forecast details right after For this. control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lambs quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, Tank Mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nutsedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nutsedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming in this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. All righty, Stu, let's have those forecast details. All right, let's look at cloudy skies today and showers, especially this morning. And western and southern Wisconsin, after all that snow, could add rain amounts near a quarter, maybe close to a half inch today. I'd look for temps in the very upper 40s and low 50s, southeast winds 5 to 15. Mostly cloudy fog around here late tonight. We drop back down to the upper 30s, around 40, northeast winds at 5. After fog tomorrow, cloudy skies and then showers. 
possibly an afternoon thunderstorm in the south. The upper 40s, almost 50 tomorrow. East winds at 5 to 10, could be up to a quarter inch of rain on Tuesday. That rain chance lasts into Wednesday, at least through the morning. Mostly cloudy, but back to the upper 50s by Wednesday afternoon. And by later in the week, Pam, we could actually get back around 60s. So normal temps finally will get here, but toward the end of the week. All right. Well, we'll wait for that. Very good. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist with Weather Details. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I don't know about you, but I don't have the time or the energy to drive all over town trying to find a good deal when it comes to my ride. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here from my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie. I've told you this story before, how they hooked me up with my Suburban. I didn't have a lot of time. I had to get a new ride fast. So what I did was give them a list of everything I wanted included in my ride, and bam, they got it. Plus, the best price guaranteed. Uh-huh. They're so confident they can beat any other dealer's price on the same vehicles, they'll pay you $500 cash if they can't. So why waste all the time and energy driving all over town when you can just drive in to Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street Sun Prairie and get the best price guaranteed? A great vehicle, no buyer's remorse. Now that's the kind of relationship I can live with. Check out their entire inventory online, ZimbrickChevrolet.com, or like I said, stop in and tell them the farm babe sent you. I am so proud to have six of the best custom jewelers and two of the most advanced CAD designers in Madison that meticulously work under microscopes, producing some of the finest custom jewelry Madison has ever seen. If you want your beautiful engagement ring or anything custom with the utmost accuracy, you'll only be able to have it done at Chalmers Jewelers. Six of the best custom jewelers and two of the most advanced CAD designers is why Chalmers Jewelers is voted Best of Madison Gold year after year. I wasn't expecting him to even have the ring for me. I thought we were just going to go in and just kind of look. I had decided to ask her to marry me in the store. He proposed to me at Chalmers Jewelers. I was speechless. But I was so taken back that the only thing I could do was cry. (laughs) It was everything that I'd hoped it would be, and the surprise and the ring were perfect for the perfect woman in my life. Chalmers Jewelers in Middleton. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone. All artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. 
we provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. Hello? Hey, Mike. It's Amy. What's up? I'm heading to work at Kelly's Market. I'm going in early to meet Kim there. She's going to apply for a job. You must really like working there. You're even recruiting your friends now, huh? Well, she needs a job, and Kelly's Market needs good people. But it's a gas station, Mike. That's what I thought. But really, it's a nice modern store with sandwiches, groceries, and things people need, including gas. It's a fun place to work. Every day's different. The customers are great, and I'm always learning something new. Really? Really. Plus, Kelly's Market is growing, and there's opportunities for advancement and raises, 401k, and other benefits, too. You should think about working at Kelly's Market. We're always looking for part-time sales associates and full-time assistant managers and managers too and they're great about working around class schedules wow would it be okay if i met you and kim at kelly's market so i could apply too sure or you can apply online at kw-oil.com employees even get bonus money for referring good people if you're hired i get a bonus and then i'll buy you lunch sounds great i'll log on right away thanks mike looking for a great job with good benefits and a solid future kelly's market and equal opportunity employers now hiring sales associates assistant managers and managers in training apply today must be 21 or older depending on location well, Robbie, happy uh, happy draft day! Yeah, happy draft day to you too, boys. It'll uh, it'll be a fun three or four hours tonight, won't it? Uh, I, yeah. I think it's you know to have two first round draft picks. Let's just start there, Rob. Um, you know, and we'll get into the individual picks, but just the totality of the night with Green Bay having two two kicks at the can tonight. How how big a deal is that? Yeah, I mean it's huge. I mean you look you look guys. The last time they had two ones was oh nine, and they found. You know, B.J. Raji at nine, Clay Matthews, they traded back into the later part of the first round to get. A year later, they're Super Bowl champs, and, and Raji and um, Matthews are arguably, you know, two of the top seven or eight players on, on the roster. So, you know, throw Woodson in there on defense, and those, and I guess Nick Collins as well. Those are your, in Tremont, I guess. That was such a good group. You know, so there, there, there are two elite, elite starters uh, within what, 18 months of being drafted that help you win a Super Bowl. Can they find that again? I, I think that would be pretty hard, guys, but it's not out of the realm of possibility, and that, that's what they need to do. And then they've got another pick, obviously, uh, pretty high tomorrow at number 44, early in the you know early part of the second round. Um, <clears throat> guys, I think they've got to get at least two starters out of those three picks for uh for 2019 to to maybe play themselves back into into the playoffs and not just random starters guys you know c plus b minus kind of starters that that eventually turn into a minus players they probably won't play at that level right away as a rookie um in terms of you know being borderline pro bowlers it's hard to find what the saints found in 17 and the colts found in 18 guys but um if if they can go ahead and find themselves two really quality starters and four or five key backups out of these out of these ten picks, and really, guys, too, it, it won't get talked about much. But if they can find four or five guys that really come in and help on special teams, which was Keystone Cops uh, all season long last year, and just just an all time crap show over there in Green Bay, uh, the way they played special teams, and and they can beef up those units, then uh, you know, then maybe they find a way to get back into uh, you know into into the playoffs here, guys, in 2019. 
uh, visiting with our Packer insider, Rob Reich. All right, let's start with 12, Robbie. And, and we put this on our one of our Twitter polls today because I think these are the most likely scenarios that they would do at 12. Edge rusher, O-lineman, tight end, or with some of the, the craziness that could fall out before them at 12, trade the pick. Out of those four scenarios, uh, are those the most four likely? Is there any other scenario? And out of those four, do you, which do you think makes the most sense? All right, so you went you went O line, you went tight end, and you went edge rusher, right? Yep, and, or and possibly and then, possibly and then trading mo- the pick and then moving the pick. Yeah, you know, would they, would they move up or down in your version there, Joey? Well, we gave it an open ended up okay. or down. Yeah, I mean, it, if if they're really targeting a guy somewhere in that let's say five to eight range, there's no question they they have the ammo to do it, but they're going to give up a lot to do it. They, you know, if, if you want to jump, let's just say from twelve to five. Um, you're going to probably give up that 30th pick and maybe even a deeper pick as well, guys, uh, to, to go ahead and do something like that. My best guess is they'll stay put. And then really, Joe, I know, I know this, is a, this is kind of a cop-out, um, but it's, it's going to be how that board falls and, and who's doing what ahead of them. Does somebody jump up and take a quarterback? Do the Raiders surprise some people with, with what they're going to go ahead and do at four? Does Jacksonville surprise some people and maybe take Hawkinson already at seven, uh, the tight end? I, I think Hawkinson is a guy the Packers would love to have at 12. The question is, does he get down there? And then if you're Green Bay, um, you know I know Detroit would love him at eight. Does Green Bay jump up four or five spots and, and try to get ahead of them for uh, teams like the Lions or somebody else for, for a player like Hawkinson? Um, you know, does a linebacker uh, sneak past the Bengals and, and get to you, um, you know, an, an edge rusher like a Burns that they might be high on? It really is It's so contingent, guys, on what's going to happen above them in the draft. I do think Gutekunst will, will have the courage and the kahunas to go up and get a player if he's absolutely in love with him. But if he sits there and, and just stays pat and says, hey, let's, let's see how the board falls, and he can land himself a guy like Jonah Williams out of, out of Alabama who's largely seen as the best lineman in the draft, maybe a guy like Jawan Taylor falls into his lap and, and he likes that player, maybe a tackle like Andre Dillard. I mean, you hit the key needs, Joe. I mean, they, they need an they probably need an offensive tackle uh, slash guard to play this year and unquestionably in 2020. They need a tight end uh, that maybe could even come in and start over Jimmy Graham. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Hey, our own Reba McClone's joining us this morning before 6 o'clock. If you enjoy Wisconsin cheese, there is a component to that cheese you might not even realize gives it its critical flavor. Cultures and enzymes, it's a part of the recipe. And believe you me, our Wisconsin cheesemakers protect that recipe and those cultures and enzymes with their reputation. But a lot of us don't really understand what it's all about. Reba got a chance to investigate last week, and she's got a story for us to kick off our Monday morning. You stick around. I'm Pam Yaki. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Anchor News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. This is the last Monday of April. One item that you might have forgotten about happened back in 1992. Remember the name Rodney King. Rodney King. There was kind of the first real-time video of Rodney King apparently being beaten by police officers on a California highway. Well, on this date, back in 1992, a jury acquitted the four accused police officers of beating charges against Rodney King. When that happened, 
riots absolutely exploded in Los Angeles. 53 people ended up dying in those riots. That happened on this date back in 1992. And now you know. Well, we're keeping you up to date on what's happening in food news this week. Again, we're headed to Beijing. More trade negotiations between the United States and China. You know, international relations have been a part of Wisconsin agriculture for quite a little while. Stop and think back. When was the first time you heard the phrase mad cow disease or by its scientific name, bovine spongiform encephalopathy? In May of 2003, Mad cow disease became a very real part of Canadian agriculture. And you know what? As far as their cattle herd is concerned, they haven't been able to shake it since. John Masswell is Director of Government and International Relations with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. He says the cattle industry is just now in the final stages of shaking off the lingering impact of mad cow disease that occurred in May of 2003. The World Organization for Animal Health has given the cattle industry its fifth straight controlled risk rating for mad cow disease, which is the rating level just below negligible risk. But until they get there, Masswall says the Canadian cattle industry has stood still. The reason for Canada's stagnant cow herd can be traced back to a specific event 16 years ago. John Maswell, Director of Government and International Relations at the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, says that Canada's industry is just now in the final stages of shaking off the lingering effects of BSE, the mad cow crisis that rocked Canada in May of 2003. The World Organization for Animal Health has given the Canadian cattle industry its fifth straight controlled risk annual rating for BSE, which is the rating level just below negligible risk, the highest rating. John Maswell hopes that next year we'll see that gold star rating again being achieved for Canada. We have just had our annual reconfirmation of our controlled risk status. And we are very eager to get upgraded to that negligible risk status. The only element that is missing is it has to be 11 years from the birth of the latest born case. And so that last one was born in the spring of 2009, which means we would be eligible for negligible risk in the spring of 2020. And we're very hopeful that we will achieve that negligible risk status next year. John Maswell gives us a snapshot of the 16-year roller coaster ride Canadian cattlemen have taken. After we had that case of BSE in May of 03, and we lost all of our export markets overnight, we had for at least the next two years the biggest number of calves being born in Canada than we had seen. And the reason that happened, cull cow prices, they were worth nothing. Rather than send that cow and get nothing, I'm going to keep that cow, get another calf. Next year, when this is all resolved, we'll have had some benefit out of it. It took longer. For a couple of years, we had very large herd, which kind of peaked at about 2006 at over 5 million cows. And then we ran into the global economic downturn, 708. And since that time, we've just been flat. Maswell says that high prices alone are no longer a major driving influence of their herd size. Today, costs matter. Where we're seeing a big challenge is on the cost side. 
used to just be that if prices were good, you would see the cattle numbers correspond to that as well. It's just not happening that way. John Maswell will be retiring as Director of Government and International Relations for the Canadian Cattlemen's Association at this time next year. Reporting from Canada, I'm Dennis Guy. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, Water Hemp, Ragweed, and Mare's Tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. You know, for a long time now, I've been telling you about my relationship, my experiences with McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. But what do other people have to say about their experience at McFarland's? I just did a simple search, and here's what customers had to say. Great family, great service. Leaving makes me want to return. Always treated well, promptly taken care of. Matt says McFarland's is the number one hardware rental store in the area, in his opinion. Every employee is polite and extremely helpful, and the store always has everything I need for ridiculously good prices. Hey, folks, that's their words, not mine. Have you had a chance to experience everything that McFarland's has all under one roof? Those springtime projects are calling, and the experts at McFarland's, no matter the department, are ready to help you succeed. Take a drive and experience everything under one roof. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12 in the heart of Sauk City. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese remained unchanged at 163. 40-pound block cheese was down a half at 168.5. Double-A butter finished the week up a penny at 227 a pound. As far as our grain trade is concerned in overnight activity, again, remember, we're waiting for more trade discussion in Beijing. May corn's up two cents. December corn up a penny and a half, 382 and a quarter. May beans are up a quarter of a cent. November beans down a quarter of a cent right now at 887 and a half. The wheat for May is down three quarters of a cent, 434 and a quarter. July new crop down a penny and a quarter, currently at 441 a bushel. All right, don't forget, coming up next, Reba McClone is going to be checking in with us. Last week, she had a chance to visit uh, several Wisconsin dairies, some cow dairies, some goat dairies. But you know what? They all have something in common. If they're making cheese, they're protecting their recipe. Part of that recipe is making sure that their cultures and enzymes are a part of the game plan. And boy, believe you me, those are trade recipes that uh, they are not giving up. She's got a special conversation with us next, telling us more about the cultures and enzymes to Wisconsin's valuable dairy industry. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Insight FS is your supplier of choice. Insight FS Propane is proud to serve the communities they live and work in. The driver's top priorities are the safety and comfort of their customers, competitive prices, contracting, delivery, and more. Live local, buy local. From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. Have you been seeing ads for non-surgical body contouring popping up all over the place? How do you choose the right clinic and right treatment with so many options now? A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. 
Cool Sculpting has been around for over 10 years. At our clinic alone, we've performed over 1,000 treatments and continue to be amazed at the results. With many other devices, fat reduction is attempted through heat. In our experience, results can be very inconsistent and oftentimes only shrink fat cells rather than cause fat cell death as in Cool Sculpting. Shrunken fat cells return with even a small amount of weight gain, whereas removed fat cells do not. Go with the treatment that has long-term proven results rather than the fat of the week. Choosing Cool Sculpting at Rejuvenation Clinic will provide you with the best chance of success. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Another radio ride idea from Madison Auto Trim. A giant sombrero on the top of your vehicle may be a fun way to provide shade and block out UV rays. But more stylish than that could be a simple window tinting solution from Madison Auto Trim and Accessories, starting at only $99. Madison Auto Trim and Accessories, affordable luxury you deserve to have. Improve what you already got and rig your ride with Madison Auto Trim. A lady who knows overalls are fashionable every season. Aren't you taking this a bit far? The fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. Many of you may not know this, but I love cheese. And one of the things I love is that there's typically only four ingredients. Milk, salt, enzymes, and cultures. But enzymes and cultures weren't something I was very familiar with. I was able to talk to Dave Potter of Dairy Connection to gain a better understanding of these key ingredients for cheese and yogurt products. So Dairy Connection, we are a ingredient supply company distributor of cultures and enzymes to the artisan, farmstead, and specialty cheesemakers, not only in Wisconsin, but throughout the United States. And so cultures and enzymes, I heard of them before, but I'm not necessarily super versed in them. And I don't think a lot of other people are either. Can you give us a rundown of like what those are and what they're used for? So just basically cultures are the bacteria that produce lactic acid. So they chew up the sugar in milk and they produce the lactic acid and some of the flavors. Enzymes are a couple different things. The cultures have some enzymes for flavor development, but also rennet is an enzyme that is added and that's produced through a microbial fermentation. Rennet is what coagulates the milk and allows you to start the cheese pranking process. How many different types of cultures are there? Uh, There's two basic categories, mesophilic and thermophilic, and that really determines temperatures that they like to grow at. And within each of those categories, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands, of different strains of bacteria that are used for food production. And primarily in cheesemaking, too, we have those different categories. And so what are those different strains of bacteria? Do they they enhance flavor? Do some of them work faster than others? So we'll look at uh, just cheesemaking alone. There are cultures that produce lactic acid, some that will produce uh, diacetyl acetyl, which is a buttery aroma. Some produce the holes in Swiss cheese, so they grow and they produce CO2, um, propionic acid, other flavors. So yeah, they have different characteristics for how fast they produce acid, um, how proteolytic, like they break down the protein, and how much gas they produce. One of the other things that you were saying is that sometimes these different kinds of cultures, they're used in different cheeses, but what other products could they be used in? So the fermentation for yogurt, for example, other fermented dairy products. So these cultures are specifically geared up for fermenting lactose, and that's the milk sugar. So the culture doesn't care what it does as long as there's food there for it. So it could be making Swiss cheese, mozzarella. It could be easily making yogurt. Um, sour cream, buttermilk, just depending on the environment and, uh, and the sugar and the pH and everything that's, that's present for it to live. 
And so where do where did cultures start? But have we always been using dairy cultures to make milk or was it kind of there naturally for a while? Well, if you look at companies like myself, we're a distributor of the cultures, and there always wasn't a company that was producing cultures, so they were originally isolated from raw milk, from soil, from plant material that were just native to the environment. And so when people would milk cows centuries ago, bacteria would slough off the animal from the from the udder into the milk, and that really became the initial starter culture from the region. So you look at Europe, the U.S., any type of a region, there's always going to be bacteria that are native to that region, depending on environment, temperature, moisture, um, and that's where the bacteria were originally isolated from. That's really interesting. And so is there a difference in the cultures kind of and their creation purposes between like U.S. cultures and European cultures? I would say now a lot of the cultures specifically that we carry come from Europe, but a lot of them have been standardized. But there are regional variations where cultures have been identified for that region that are specifically used in a regional cheese, especially uh, protected origin cheeses in Europe where they specifically have to use one strain to make um, Parmesan, for example, or they have to make a blue cheese, a Roquefort. They would use specific strains that are really local to that area. When you're incorporating cultures into these products, you're getting these different flavor profiles and things like that. How are modern day cultures created? There is a technique of actually genetically modifying them, and I would say that's probably not used a lot in the cheese industry. So the strains are selected based on their characteristics of how fast they produce acid, how receptive they are to growing with other strains, because strains are really their whole purpose is to try to survive. And so if they have to kill off another strain just to survive, that's what they'll do. So they have to play well together. Um, They will select them based on their flavor characteristics, um, and they just have natural mutations that also can occur throughout the cheesemaking process. And so with those ability to potentially genetically modify cultures, if that becomes popular, is that going to usher in a new wave of different kinds of cheeses? Um, I don't know so much on the cheese types, but it may affect how the cheese is manufactured, um, especially like on a, either on a large scale or a specialty flavor type uh, culture coming in. They have found ways to genetically identify one strain characteristic from another, and they can turn these genes on and off. Um, but basically, I think a lot of the cheese cultures are probably still some of the same ones that have been used for the last 100 years are still in there. But when you get into large commercialized cheese operations, they have higher demands. And uh, there's another thing called bacteriophage, which is a virus which kills these cultures. And so they have to kind of stay ahead of that game. And so that's where some of these modifications have come into play. And so what are the cultures for like, say, a blue cheese or a brie compared to the cultures for a Colby or a cheddar? So if you look at blue cheese, brie, one of the things they have are flavor organisms in there that produce buttery notes. And a, a side fermentation with the buttery notes is carbon dioxide. And so if you're looking at cheddar, you would not expect to see holes or gaps in, in your cheddar. You want to see a nice solid. So those cultures tend to be just straight lactic acid production. But in, in brie, camembert, feta or blue cheese, they need air and oxygen, and so that's what these cultures produce, this flavor and some little bit of CO2 as well. And how do cultures interact with the molds? Like in blue cheese, there's that, that blue mold that's put in there. How does that interaction usually work? 
So we'll just take blue cheese as an example. So the lactic acid cultures grow first, and the mold culture is incorporated into the milk. And once the cheese is formed and it's in its final shape, they will then pierce holes to allow oxygen for the mold to grow. So when you look at cheese that has mold on the inside, mold needs oxygen to grow. And so they pierce holes in there that allows air to get down in the cheese. So the lactic cultures have done their job, and now the mold gets to take over, and, and it produces enzymes. It breaks down to that nice creamy um, texture, or you can s- smell the aroma that's coming off from the mold growth. Where do you see the futures of cultures going? Um, I see a lot of specialty blending that's going on where instead of using one standard type culture, they may be mixing and matching a couple other ones together to produce unique flavors, unique textures. Um, I see a lot of the work being done in the artisan level, trying to not produce a commodity type of product, but they're trying to produce something that is very unique and uh, and selective to that area where they're where they're making the cheese. But you guys also don't just supply to large-scale artisan producers. You also do some homemaking cultures as well. Yeah, we have two different businesses. Dairy Connection is really specifically for the artisan farmstead, but we we get into larger amounts. But we also have a business called Get Culture for the home and hobby. And this is for people that maybe have their own animal or they, they want to start making some cheese on their own, but they're not really commercial. It's more of a hobby. So they start out, and they just uh, get can get cultures and supplies, and we're located right here in Madison, and uh, and start making their own cheese at home. And have you seen that growing a lot recently? It is. Uh, I think that's the craft, like craft brew making, and that the same thing has happened where with cheese making around the country. It's more difficult because milk is the main ingredient, and Wisconsin is a state where you can't get raw milk, and so there's so a select number of cheeses that can be made with store milk. But other regions that may have a raw milk supply, or if you're just making it at home and you, you live in the farm and you have your own animals, um, it's very easy to do at that point. But yeah, there's a big interest by the by the artisans, and we do classes just teaching basic cheesemaking steps. And although cultures might sound intimidating, they actually offer a lot of benefits. Cultures are good. Probiotic cultures are being introduced a lot into dairy foods. You'll see them a lot in yogurt, um, but also in cheese. So kind of look for that as uh, dairy is a great carrier for bacteria that uh, will survive into your digestive system and provide a lot of health benefits. That was Dave Potter with Dairy Connection explaining these key ingredients for making cheeses and yogurts. I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.